Welcome to another edition of the New Dawn Podcast. I am filling in today as your host and commissioner, Timbo. And man, this is going to be a very fun episode. Let's get right to it. You guys know who we are. We are the MSR Madison Revolution. You can check us out on the web, madisonrevolution.com. Man, we have a lot of stuff going on right now within the community. Things are bubbling right now. Madden 21 just around the corner but we're still going strong in madden 20 still in msr season 22 the ninth season of this cycle we'll be rounding off with the 10th season in msr season 23 let's get right to it i want to get to my panel here tonight fellas uh Ura, how are you this evening i'm i'm doing good just ready to get the showdown done with <laughs> That's right, Ura is, uh, we'll be playing, well, this will be after you, uh, you'll hit this after the fact, but Ura is playing in Showdown tonight on this Wednesday. Uh, Wakanda, you're filling in tonight for Jugs. How are you, my man? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Sun came up, so it's all good. Always. And we have, uh, this is going to be a, a very special edition. We'll be trying to do uh, this around uh, the entire MSR, but we're going to start with Division Talk, and we have the AFC East, man. Uh, Ura uh, gave them the name uh, the old Junker race because you know this cycle has been it's only one guy one guy has mainly been the one coming out of the division sometimes with seven wins uh, but this, this season BMT is uh, he's, he's trying to he's trying to write that off a little bit and say you know there's more than just some junk around here in the AFC BMT how are you feeling this season? Feeling good feeling good you know nice day out here in uh, Calgary Alberta Canada but yeah definitely definitely need to put some respect on the AFC East out here I, I, I hear that. We also have Bueno in the building, the Bills user. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Bueno was here. <laughs> and uh, we can't, we gotta save this for last. Smooth is here. Smooth, the uh, the Miami Dolphins user. What's going on, bro? Yeah. Me in the building. How is everybody doing this evening? Glad to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we definitely got to put some respect on the AFC East now. BMT is representing as well. Well, let's get right to it, fellas. We have talked about it. Uh, Don't forget already. T. Wayne, bro. Don't disrespect my guy. Oh, my boss, excuse me, T. Wayne. I'm, sorry, I'm looking at all the names here. How can I forget the the New England Patriots? T. Wayne, how are you, my man? No, I'm good. I can't believe you just did that to me, but. <laughs> I'm, uh... Oh, you thought I had all three. I thought I had all four of you guys already. My four, bro. Appreciate you joining us here tonight. But let's get right to it. I'm going to start with you first, sir. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it. You guys have been dubbed the old Junker race, but this season has been a little bit different. T. Wayne, uh, you even spoke about it. This season has been a little bit rough for you. Uh, but let's talk about the actual AFC East race. We have uh, BMT at the top. Bueno has had some good wins, and he's got himself back around 500 right now. And of course, you and Smooth uh, are also, uh, you know, also playing around still in the division. How do you feel about this season and this cycle as a whole within, uh, you know, competing against you? Well, it's, it's been a rough cycle for me, for sure. I think I've only won the division once, and it was, that was at 8-8. Eight and eight. But uh, as far as interdivision play, I've always had fun. Uh, really good games almost every time we play. I think BMT is the only one I've ever had trouble actually getting a W against. And look, for, for, for all intents and purposes, man, this season has kind of come around in a different form. You know, the, the Jets and Joe Ellis, He's leading the guy, and, and, and let's kind of get to that a little bit. BMT, you you come into this team, and they were they were just thrown all over the place, man. They had draft picks were traded, top draft picks were traded. Uh, you had uh, good you know good players who just weren't being used properly. You end up trading your quarterback Acosta, actually trading him to me, uh, and you went with your own kind of with your own feel. 
as you're trying to close out here in, in the Madden 20 cycle, just speak about how this season's kind of putting everything together for you. Yeah, man, definitely. Well, I, I kind of figured I had to do what I needed to do. Um, people thought I was crazy when I traded for a 70, what, 71 overall quarterback to try to, to try to turn it around, but, uh, you know, it worked out and the abilities definitely helped out, but, uh, I don't know, AFC East is tough, man. They keep you, they keep you grounded here. Yeah, look, Joe Ellis is actually one of the people, uh, you know, up for Offensive Player of the Year in the AFC. Uh, even could be a, a dark horse candidate for the, the the league's MVP because just his level of play has really risen this year and has really helped your team get where you are. Bueno, uh, you've had a good season where you started off rough, but you had some really big wins against teams that maybe at the time we looked at that you know your wins against them as bad losses for those teams. Now you know you're kind of showing that. Look, man, you. I would consider you a, a pretty good user and someone that we thought had would have a better cycle that than maybe that you've had. Um, just speak about how this season is and how you're trying to finish out this cycle. I mean, I will be honest. When it came to the start of the season, I didn't put 100% effort into it, mainly because of the roster. It's Buffalo. Nobody likes Buffalo, so I definitely didn't want to promote it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, I was and, gonna say, there's no, a Bills fan in there. Hey, watch it, watch. man. Like the, the season would be nothing without without that rookie running back. Now he's a superstar. I think I have him. I don't know if I have a max factor in, in this league or not. But that human joystick—that's something that I never experienced. I always heard you guys talking about it and bitching about it, and now I'm finally seeing exactly why. Because he is he is X factor, by the way. He is. There we go. <laughs> Well, on the other end, uh, we have Smooth, and you know, Smooth, you have uh, the the much talked about and and the the revered Joey Johnson. It hasn't outside of one season, of course, where you did go to the playoffs. It hasn't been um, the I guess the last couple of seasons. It just hasn't been the, the the consistency that you're used to. Speak about that. Um, well, you know, as far as what what I feel is happening, it's just it's been you know roster kind of influx. I had a rebuild job with. Miami, you know, it was a heavy job and, you know, I had kind of, I had an identity of, you know, running the football and, you know, really sticking to that, but I tried to, trying to diversify a little bit and really trying to you know, get, you know, those things in, in order, but, you know, what has come to happen is, you know, I got Joey J, I, I got, you know, pulled off the trade for Trubisky, but now nah, the problem has been, you know, that the passing game hasn't been, you know, quite where I needed it to be. Um, you know, receivers have struggled getting open, and it's you know it's, it's cause for turnovers. But you know, I've I've done my best to make do and manufacture points the best way I can. I mean, hey, I, I've I, at least I've discovered my special team games on point. But um, you know, it's something that we've you know I've, I've been pushing and struggling. But you know, I knew it was going in. So you know, the level of where it is is kind of where the expectation was. You know, at the one playoff berth is great, but you know, hopefully I'm gonna give it one last hurrah and see if we can make it a go and carry that momentum in 21. All right, well, you know, with that being said, uh, Rakonda, your your opinion of the AFC East this cycle, the group that we have right here, um, you know, just 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 kind of put a just kind of put a, a scope on what you see amongst these guys and you know how all this cycle with them has come together. Uh, I mean, it's tough, and I feel bad because I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I expected Bueno to dominate the division. Like when we did team selection, and it was like him, Delbar, 
and a couple other people like smooth as well and then like the other users i think it was yost that had the patriots but i expected because him being a former champ i thought he was going to dominate this cycle for that I did for the first so, couple of seasons That's i mean you you had success but the thing is like with the current group that they have it's kind of interesting to watch them play because i played all of them in our lab with team lane so like they none of them really played the same like DMT is going to throw the ball pretty much the whole game if you allow him to, and then he might run the ball. And then there's almost the polar opposite of Smooth, where Smooth is going to look to try to establish to run and run with Trubisky. And then you kind of have Bueno and, and T Wayne that are kind of in the middle of those two, where one's one extreme the other way and one's one extreme the other, the, you know, the opposite direction. So it's kind of like the last game that they had uh, between Bueno and T Wayne, where I think it was like 102 combined points or whatever it was. Like their interdivisional games might be the most entertainment games that we have in our league. Um, it's just because the overall success of the division has been great. They're not necessarily on showdowns or in the playoffs, but like when they play against each other, they're some of the most entertaining games that we have. So it's a very competitive division, and and they've gotten good wins. Like smooth, you know, Buenos beat a couple of good uh, teams. Smooth beat DK to start the season. You know, uh, T Wayne's been competitive with a lot of players as well. So it's not like they're not. Competitive, they just kind of beat up on each other, and obviously BNT has a, a chance to kind of set the record straight for that division as we approach the postseason. So um, it's been very interesting to watch. It's a lot more competitive than the, than the records would would say when they play each other, but it, it is a competitive division for sure. Yeah, it really is. It, it really is a uh, a tight knit group of, of guys that you know any given as you have you seen if, if, if there's anything the cycle has taught us is that anybody can win this division. It's all about you know catching your flow. Winning at the right yep. time, of course, you have to win in division, which, you know, of course, gives you the title. Uh, one game I could highlight this year was the matchup between uh, Kylo and T. Wayne. And that game was an all-timer. 52-51 to 51 was a score. Uh, Jalen Hurst threw five TDs. Swift threw two TDs. McFarlane, the running back, had three TDs. And, and one quick note on McFarlane, and this is actually to you, T. Wayne. I, I'm, I'm very curious about what changed with your team, because I personally feel that the moment McFarlane became superstar and he became the jukebox player. It's like almost your team went the opposite direction. It was like you guys were trending upward. You have won some pretty big games. You've won other big games this cycle. But I think at that point in the time when McFarlane really took that next step as a as a running back, it's almost like you did you even said, I don't, I'm not used to playing with this type of ability or having this type of back where I can do these things. So it was almost like there was an adjustment period for you. Speak to that. Yeah, so it was I it felt a hundred percent polar opposite of what's before I would be able to run it up the middle or outside usually spin move was my go-to and then uh after he became superstar it seemed like my o-line stopped blocking as well I couldn't I couldn't figure out the juke the jukebox like the timing of it and uh it was it, it was made it a lot tougher for some reason and so that's a reason I've actually gotten way away from the run game this year this season Okay, and you know, in seeing some of the other uh, other big, you know, big time, you know, matchups you guys have had, um, you know, one one thing I can say is that you know, BMT has has always been one of those guys that stepped up since he's been in the league and played some guys pretty competitively smooth. You just mentioned him as well, uh, Bueno. You know, I, I spoke about it at outset. You know, I, I think you're a pretty good user. Someone else that you know could really um, be in the mix. You know, something that 
I think sticks out to me about this division overall is that, yes, Uwa gave you guys the old Junker race. But how do you guys actually feel about being called that? Because, you know, again, it, it, it was it was really the, the, the like who comes out, the, who comes out of that with, you know, the, the title of being the shiniest stinker, basically, based on that's how Uwa is trying to say to you guys that, you know, just, you guys stick in the division, but, you know, someone has to win it. So that's why it's the old Junker race. How did you guys feel about that? And, you know, what what? Since being kind of having that tag, how you guys see uh, yourselves, you know, competing week in and week out, you know, with, with that kind of tag? Well, that's um, like uh, for it's kind of annoying that he was the one saying it <laughs> because <laughs> out of all uh, he's had like one one playoff win all cycle or something like that. Ooh. But uh, shoot the shot, bang bang. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's not not a hundred percent wrong because I think. Up until like this season, maybe last season, I think I had the best record of winning the division between the four of us, and that was at eight and eight. So not 100% wrong, but but yeah, still obviously annoying. The, the past couple of seasons, you know, I think we've averaged where the the top division winner was would maybe get to nine wins. Obviously, last season with it being eight, uh, and now we got BMC being the outlier this year. And he's definitely gonna gonna carry on. I think that he might even make it to the divisional uh, this year. One thing that I will point out, man. even though Let's that you go. want to throw the names out and tag, tag us as a division, as a division, we actually got probably one of the best classes when it comes to the running backs because, you know, Miami got Joey Johnson. BMT got, got his guy. Uh, Birmingham is good money, boy. I really like him. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, and I mean, I just play, play T. Wayne, and his running back is fucking ridiculous. And then I got yeah. Jonathan Taylor that came out of nowhere. So, look, if anything, we weren't able to set, set it in stone this season. I actually feel more confident for for this upcoming season than I have in the in the previous. Yeah, I, I don't even know if you, I don't know if you can call us the Junker race anymore. I mean, Bueno just beat Kylo, and you know that's a, arguably the best user in MSR. Uh, so you know anyone, I don't know if, if you Ross ever beat uh, Kylo. So I, I uh, you know I, I, I don't know. I did last year <laughs> on a uh, on a, like a, a magical throw to end the game to so like. Yeah, I mean, so it's Kylo slips up once in a while. <laughs> I was gonna say a broken clock is still right twice a day. <laughs> hey, 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 we're we're competitive though. I, I think that uh, you know within our division, every game's super fun. Um, always usually a one-score game, and whenever we play out of the division, we're always competing with everybody. So I think that's also just a testament to the league in general, just the competition all around. But I don't think it's a junker junker race anymore. I mean, yeah. that was nine so and seven last year. I don't take any of our matches for game. It's always a challenge. Right. Smooth, let me get you in here. Uh, you, you you had a couple of things you were trying to get in. Just speak about um, your your perspective. And, you know, of course, you know, speaking about the, the Junker race, um, you won a division once, you know, since that tag has come about. And, of course, you've been trying to figure things out with JJ. And, you know, you had a couple of different quarterbacks this cycle. Just speak about, you know, what it's like to try to be the one, you know, the top dog in that division. Um, see, one of the things, like, the, the, the beauty of our division is that we literally, there's no, there's no gimme game. So you're literally, like, unlike a lot of people that are playing in these opposite divisions where, like, in the middle of the season, they know they're done. Like, we're playing meaningful football, like, throughout the course of the every single game. So we're playing 16 meaningful games. So, and I just think that, you know, between, yeah, it, we, we might have gotten the moniker of the old Junker race, but I think once BMT, like I called in the beginning of the season, when BMT get rolling, I, I think he he can, he get hot. He can take it to the chip. 
I'll believe it. Dude. I've played him enough to know. Yeah, look, I will say he, him being nine and three right now. You know, when I when I caught up with his ranking, and I saw he's like eight and three, I was like, oh wow, okay, he's he's turning up. And you know, it's not that you know, it, it's it's like a uber surprise or anything like that. I mean, like I said, the guy the guy can really ball. And if one thing uh, Wakanda mentions that he's gonna throw if you allow him to all game long. He will have 40, 45 attempts if you you know if he if he feels the if he feels you know the, the gumption to to have it that way. And you look at his his stats yeah. here. Joe Ellis, 34 TDs this season, uh, one of the better QBRs around the league. Of course, he's got Birmingham. He uses Birmingham as a kind of a Swiss Army knife out of the backfield as receiver as well. But the one guy I think in the division that has really kind of changed the, the, the kind of the complexion of the division over the last couple of years was the receiver you drafted at the top of the draft a couple of years ago, Matthias Crowther. And Wakanda and I have talked about him on our own and you know other conversations about how his catch rate is ridiculous. Like you can throw it anywhere near him. And more than likely, 75% of the time, he's going to come down with it. Just speak about that him and then also Coach. Coach was another one I remember when we got him, how he helped. You know, it was him and then Crowther. Speak about the, the receiving core that you have along with Joe Ellis. And those two guys are beasts. When you have Crowther one-on-one outside, every time he's open, uh, you either have him slant the out, like you can't be covered in one-on-one. And then we have Coach, the speed. He's my speed guy. So he can take the top off a of defense, good on the jet sweeps, and then Birmingham fills in the rest. So... No, they definitely become a nice three-headed monster. And on the defensive side as well for you, you know, you being one of the top uh, teams, um, you know, I say middle of the pack overall in terms of the stat-wise, but in terms of, you know, within your division, uh, you got a couple of guys that are really making plays for you. Darian Bradshaw is one that I noticed. And, of course, you got the, the selfless and, and the, the all-world safety and Jamal Adams, um, you know, protecting you in the deep end, of course, in, in the box, it's just an all kind of caliber player. Chase Young has engraved, you know, engraved himself in the defense. You know, what, what are you trying to see? And actually, speaking about you know your postseason output, uh, what, what do you what do you see? You know, your team and what would be key for you guys if you're going to make a run? Man, it's all it all comes down to Jamal Adams. Honestly, you try to get the ball running towards him because he can make somebody fumble any any play. So I always try to get, try to get them running towards Jamal Adams' side. Uh, but uh, I've, I've had a did a good job of picking up Ballard in the trade um, with, with Falco picked up. Uh, I think Bradshaw was was in a trade and then Chase Young in that draft. So having a I think Quinton Williams too is a superstar. So having a superstar at every every position is or every position group has been big and um, just well balanced now. And with you, Wakanda and Ura, how, how do you guys look at, uh, of course, you know, because the Joker race, but uh, the prospects that right now looks like BMT may be uh, what looks like the one, the odds on favorite, the, the, the winning division, and, and of course, clinches spot in the playoffs. What do you see as his chances against, you know, a group that most likely will include someone like J-Rod or uh, T-Wayne or Hoff, Samoan? You know, what do you think about, you know, those those prospects? Well, I mean, we played to start the year, and I've, I mean, I feel like every league that we're in, me and BMT end up playing each other. I'm sure he's tired of playing me by now. But as far as, like, what it looks like for the postseason, I mean, he matches up well against pretty much the entire field. It really comes down to um, is he going to make the correct reads and is he going to run the ball with Birmingham? Uh, that's The thing I noticed from watching him play and playing them is that sometimes he gets away from it and then sometimes he can be too aggressive. I mean, if he keeps those things in control, like he said, having an enforcer in the back end, Adams is good for one turnover a game. So if he can keep it where he's not having, you know, multiple turnovers and making mistakes, the games where he loses against the better users, it's usually because of that. So I think he can beat, you know, anybody in the AFC. It's just whether, you know, what the style of play is going to be. And then the other thing, too, I was going to say, 
Boy, when I rejoined the league, because Smooth won the division, and I've never felt more like a villain at any time in any league that I've ever been in than when Smooth made the playoffs and I had to play him. I'm like, dang, nobody's rooting for me. I was like, oh, shit. So I felt bad. I'm like, dang. But I, I was like, I can't, I can't go out the first game. Yeah, I'm just like, dang. I want him to say something so I could be an asshole. Me, a Bears fan, too. I felt bad. Like, everybody's rooting for him. Like, that's my guy. Like, he's a, I know he's a Good nice shot. He's cool as hell. And everybody was rooting for him. I'm like, dang. I'm going to have to beat him, man. Because if I lose, it's, I'm not going to hear the end of this. So, I felt bad. About it. I just wanted to say that before. <laughs> Ura, same question to you, man. Um, I feel like he can make noise because, like, the AFC – is has been a little shaky this year like i mean just it, it, you have i Agreed. mean if, if, he, if he caught somebody on like a bad day i think he could win um i still want to see him at least split the next two games against the nfc east like that would uh, kind of earn a little bit more of my respect from him because i mean the only times i've ever played bmt i've put up like I, i've had like amazing throwing days and then the last time i played him he didn't even score a point so like i want to see him like win oh <laughs> but, like, i mean it was on showdown it was like 35 nothing or something like that I, but we don't we don't know we don't need to talk about that oh um, man wow. never but, misses an opportunity okay. never <laughs> but like never. i do i do want to see it. I do want to see him win like one of the next two games against either DK or Tom. Like it would kind of, it, it, it's it's you, he needs to I guess get more practice against like uh, quality teams like that, like the teams that are usually competing in the playoffs, because it seems like most of his losses are like to teams that he'll play like in Hoff and Wakanda and teams like that so i feel like if he he just needs a little bit more practice against them and kind of get used to how they play with their msr teams and stuff but i feel like he could make noise i don't you can't really say anybody can't in the afc because it's just it's been such a weird season for the afc as kind of like a gerard's kind of trended down you've got other teams that have been trending up so i think this is a good year if any to make noise in the afc playoffs but i i i'm not 100 percent sold on them yeah, but I think I, I'm I'm a lot closer to being sold to him than I am of just saying no. He has no chance. Well, well, I, so to your point about the the competition, um, you know, I think some of that may, you know, I think you know we the, the competition around the league ha, has definitely gone up a bit. Um, but you look at the records, I see what you're saying. I, I could kind of maybe grasp what you're saying. And look, the win that he had uh, against the Jaguars did come by via force win, but I don't I don't think that meant anything because I, I know for a fact those I actually think those two actually match up pretty well. Um, and, I, and someone mentioned I forgot who it was earlier, but someone mentioned about him possibly getting to the division round. I think that might have uh, smooth or someone like that. But if that was to happen, I would love to see that match between you know be a rematch because that's like his only. I think Simone has one user loss and he just had it. Uh, last week against uh, uh this week against uh cody and, and the saints so uh, i would love to see that matchup against the jaguars but look he's won five out of his last six and you know it, it, it's always about getting hot at the right time and yeah. now like you said this it, it, it gets down to the point yeah, where he's got to meet up against the hey, giants he's got to play the cowboys he's got, and the cowboys yeah, that running attack is always oh, something you got to look out for it worked. um so i, I i'm one I'm, I'm interested in, in with that as well but but man, man he, he doesn't waste the shot uh fella uh, bmt you want to get a quick reaction to that Hey man, no, no doubt. Need to prove myself to to a few other teams. I will say that Conda and Kyla, those guys have always had my number for any 
any league, uh, man, it's been a struggle with with the start of Madden with with Wakanda. But uh, no, I think that we can definitely prove some people wrong, especially you, Ra. You know, it's uh, definitely definitely not gonna uh, bother myself with that opinion. <laughs> man, the funny thing is, BMT, you actually it's smooth fault because. When I joined that league, <laughs> I joined the other league to get more reps because Spoon beat the brakes off me the first two times we played to start the cycle when I was raving. We started and I lost. And I was like, okay, he ain't that good. But then I thought about it. I was like, he actually outplayed me the whole game. Then we restarted and played again and I lost. And I was like, all right, I, he didn't beat me twice. Something is going on. I'm trash. So that was why I joined that other league. So I actually blame Spoon. That's his fault. <laughs> I think I started out 0 4 when we first started. Yeah, yeah, we did. You did. Yep. Yeah, I was getting washed. As we uh as we had as we keep this movie here on the new Don Podcast, wanna shout out our sponsor. Uh wanna shout out StubHub. StubHub has recently reached out to the MSR, seen a lot of things that we've had going on and really wanna uh, partner up with us and just help us grow this channel and of course our league in any way they can. You can check them out, StubHub.com. Of course, with COVID-19, you know, some sporting events and concert events are really, you know, shut down right now. But when those do start to open back up, remember StubHub.com, the people you want to get in touch with, find all the best deals for whatever event that you want to go to. StubHub, an official partner of the MSR and New Dawn podcast. As we keep it moving here, though, fellas, the yeah. best rivalry in the division uh, that you guys can speak about. Wakanda, well, I'm going to start with you. Who do you think maybe matches up the best uh, in terms of just, you know, just blow for blow game for you. I can tell you the most entertaining ones to watch, man. The last three games that T Wayne and Bueno have played, <laughs> it's basically been like Big 12 arena football league games. Like they just turnovers, touchdowns, turnovers, touchdowns. There's no punts in any, any of their games. I watched the last two, and then the one, I went back and watched the one that ended up. I think it wasn't showdown. It was like the end of the season or something where they had like some one of them had archived the stream. And I was watching them like, dang, they literally do not punt when they play each other. So those, I think that was the most entertaining to watch. And then uh, when BMT and Bueno play too, those are those are pretty good games. But I probably would say T Wayne and, and Bueno. Yeah, T Wayne, one thing I say about him this cycle, he can put up points, man. Like I've seen games where he's put up 40, 50 points. Of course, he had a 50 point game this cycle that he came just close uh, to winning against Kylo. Um, you know, there's been there's been and a he lot just of scored 52. <laughs> right, right, that's what I'm saying. Like he he can put up points in bunches. Smooth, I've seen Smooth put up 35, 40 points on people, especially with that running back he's got, Joey Johnson. Uh, bueno, I'll, I'll go to you on this one, man. Within the division, even if it doesn't include yourself, who do you think maybe matches up the best or is like the, the closest to a rivalry uh, amongst you? Yeah, I mean, I will say for me, we'll probably be T Wayne because I will say thank God he doesn't have Julio Jones anymore. He's gone. I don't have to deal with him. But then all, all of a sudden, he got this rookie wide receiver that just kept doing some crazy catches against me uh, in his last game. Uh, but, yeah, I will say entertaining-wise, would definitely be T. Wayne. Hardest, definitely be BMT. I, me and him, we've had some very good games where we either are grind, grind for grind, play for play, going at each other, or he just ends up whooping my ass and throws all over the field. And then, I mean, <laughs> and I know with Smooth, you know, he wasn't given the best team. I know since the very beginning, he had to develop them and kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt. The moment that he got Joey Johnson, that's where he kind of started picking up and got a, had a good things going for him. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not sure what would happen to you this, this season, man. Kind of fell off. I, I actually expected you to, to be at the top with, with BMT there. Yeah, lost a lot of winnable games. That's, that's it. No, 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 nothing else to it. 
Well, what, about, what about you, Smooth? What do you think in terms of the same question? Who, who do you think is uh, the best rivalry amongst you guys matches up the best? Um, I would have to say, I, I, yeah, I got to say for Dwayne and T-Wayne, those games are a blast. But I say a close, very close second is me and BMT. We have some we get we have some wild games we play. I don't think I think of all the times we played in the cycle, I think one of the games was more than was more than one score. One. Like we literally tooth and nail back and forth. Like I remember last year last year, I mean we would have like the wildest game changing plays. Like I, I have learned, I swear, and I don't care if I show tendency, I've learned not to run at Jamal Adams. If I see him, I'm going the other way. All day, <laughs> <Sorry>. every, every, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Look, between him and Derwin James, you better be nowhere near those two, man. Don't, just don't even do it. Just don't do it. And it is, it's just, I, I swear, because it was the one game I played with him. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm getting ready to drive and score, take control of the game. Bam, Jamal Adams fumbled, picks it up, runs it back for a touchdown. I didn't see another point the rest of the game. I, it, I was, I, but yeah, out of those, those, those are the games I think are, are the most entertaining. But I, I think, if, to be honest with you, I think the AFC East in its entirety is just like a big, just, it, just anything, just the wildest stuff happening. BMT, I'm gonna go to you on this one, man. Uh, especially this year, since you've you're starting to climb, you know, come come out as the top here. Uh, include this season, and since you've been here. Um, over the last few seasons. Speak about the rivalry maybe that you see or the best matchups, you know, game to game. I do think it may be T-Wayne and Bueno for sure. Those guys, like I always, like this week, I was hoping T-Wayne was going to pull it out because you, you never know. It's, uh, yeah, those are definitely the most competitive, but uh, man, I'll tell you what, like every game in this entire division is a one-score game. Um, bueno, I think he gives me the hardest, the hardest time for sure. Uh, I think I've only beaten him twice actually in the cycle. Um, and yeah, like Smooth and I, we're always one score game, same with T. Wayne. So honestly, you can't take anyone for granted. They're all super fun and competitive games. And look, I'll, I'll bring it to you last year, T. Wayne. Uh, you see a lot of what's going on in the division. And like folks said a couple of times that you uh, and Bueno have a, a lot of good games. Do you, do you agree with that? Or is there another matchup that you see? Uh, 100% I agree with that. Uh, I think that me and him have the most consistently tight and high scoring games um, but it's a uh, like they were saying it's always close no matter which of us is playing I think uh, BMT I've lost him by a total of seven points through our two games this season and the, the one of the, the last game that we played I missed a field goal to send it to overtime um, and then just always crazy stuff happens in my last game against Smooth I think uh, the final score was 38-35 38 33 yep. and i only gave yep. up one offensive touchdown i would go up by two scores and be like okay i can i i'm in a good position and then freaking joey johnson takes it 105 yard kickoff to the house and just yes. crazy stuff always or yeah. even just uh boy <clears throat> me and boyno's last game i think i was up 49 35 or 37 with like four minutes to go and i was like all right like here we like we're good to go and then next thing i know he's up by a point with a minute and a half left so it's always a lot so of fun i love too. our division games yeah you guys really put it put it out there each week and you know feel you guys have already spoke to that Ooh, uh, your opinion uh who stands out as probably the best rivalry or you know two users that match up the best each you know each time they meet 
Uh, I think it's T Wayne and BMT. Just like their play styles, like just kind of, it's it's always seems entertaining. It always seems like a close game. Uh, BMT, like he, like you say, like he likes to pass the ball and stuff. T Wayne, uh, he he's a little bit more balanced in that area, but they just always seem to do have close games and stuff, as everybody said. But like I, I think those are probably the more entertaining ones to watch for me personally. All right, well, yeah, I, look, I, I'll say this. Uh, I think I agree with what most of you guys have said about T Wayne and Bueno. You guys really put it out there. But I like to see BMT go up against any of you guys because I feel like you, you know, depending on who he's playing, he's going to pass the ball. We know that. But th there, there's some wrinkles that I've seen smooth throw at him, even if he's come up short a couple of times. I've seen. Uh, of course, him and T. Wayne go at it before, and then Bueno. Bueno, I think Bueno can be a wild card depending on how he's feeling, what time he plays the game. Of course, this cycle's been a little bit different for him, so I know all those <laughs> factors come into the play. Right. Um, you know, hey, look, he played, he he called T.J. I think a couple weeks ago, uh, or in game weeks, I should oh, say. Yeah, called him. Too. Yeah, called him at like eleven o'clock at night, and, and I think sometimes it does matter what time you play, especially if you haven't been on your best game. You had a long day at work, and you just want to get the game in. Or yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I do I like those matchups with I, I do like those matchups involving Bueno and BMT as well because those, those are those are a lot of fun ones. Uh, but as we continue moving here on New Dawn uh, with the AFC East crew, uh, who in the division I should say are you most excited to play? Not necessarily the rival, but who do you like to play the most? Uh, you know, in terms of just maybe because you guys put up a lot of points, or uh, it's a chess match, or you know, it, it, it's you know, you never know who's going to win. Uh, BMT, I'll start. With oh man, I, I think uh, probably Bueno, just because he's beat me the most. I think so. Um, definitely, definitely like to play him the most. Uh, he was ripping me with Josh Allen, I think, first couple cycles. How about you, T. Win? Uh, Boino is probably my favorite, just because it's typically uh, full pedal the whole time, and there's almost no defense played. It's just scoring or turnovers, like Wakanda said earlier. Smooth. I gotta get it's Bueno. I gotta get up for Bueno because I, you know, it's like you know what? Nah, this dude gonna come from my neck, so I gotta be ready for this dude. Like uh, the other ones, it's like I, I can't. But Bueno is like Bueno is he's that got the he's the biggest potential for like a av point avalanche. So you gotta stay up with <laughs> him. That's the one I gotta get up the most to play. Is bueno. Bueno, how about yourself, man? Yeah, honestly, I I feel some type of way now that. I haven't those expectations now. <laughs> As you should. Uh, I mean, like when it when it comes, like I said, each one of these games I've never taken for granted because I know with BMT, I know the first couple of seasons, yeah, I had his number, but the moment that he started getting uh, that he got that quarterback, and he started getting his receivers. I have no cornerbacks now to defend his offense, so I know I can't beat him now. It is a struggle to like it's a challenge to even try to compete with him right now. That's facts. That, that, you know, that's facts. Smooth came out of The moment that he got Joey Johnson, that's when he started taking over the the division. Uh, I know the first couple cycles for him that it, it was tough for him to to get the team going, but you know, and, and T Wayne, it's always a, a crazy game. There is no defense whatsoever, and I know, <laughs> and I know you guys have pointed out in the chat too. Oh yeah, Jeremy blaming Madden, Madden this, Madden that. Go watch our last game. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna stay quiet. I'm not saying it anymore. I was I've, waiting I've for that. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> the sea of hands. The sea of hands. 
just take a deep breath. Gotta click on though. That's that. You're right, <laughs> those, but you gotta click on too. Those were just dots, man. Uh, <laughs> tell him, big fella. Tell him. I saw the window and I, I put it right in the window, man. All skill, no luck. <laughs> Madden had nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, Wakanda and Ura, man, you've, you you know, we've all faced uh, the AFC at one time or another, the cycle, especially Wakanda since you've been back. Um, speak to maybe, you know, what one guy or if it's multiple guys, who do you uh, look forward to playing the most, uh, you know, when, when you match up? Uh, it depends, man. I mean, it's it's probably DMT just because I hadn't played him before the cycle. To, so to see where his game is at from... August when I mean no disrespect but he was really bad uh, to now where it's like I actually have to pay attention even the, the game that we just played at the beginning of the season I very easily could have lost the game because he got stops he went down and marched down the field which most people don't do against me to start a game and he went right down the field and then like there were just certain things that or certain formations that he would come out in that I knew like four or five months ago I know exactly what the play call is whereas now it's like all right he's gotten deeper into the playbook he actually makes reads so it makes it interesting Bueno's always fun to play I'm, I'm always you know interested in playing like the former champs and stuff uh smooth I don't like playing as much because I like him and he's a Bears fan and I generally <laughs> don't like playing runners in general um but and then T Wayne we actually haven't played I've labbed with him quite a bit though but um it's probably BMT just to see like between BMT uh, and Kylo, those two games from where they were like in August to now, like Kylo was really good, but now for him to be like, I would argue he's one of the best players in CFM period. And to see T, uh, BMT go from being, I would say below average to an above average CFM player, it's been interesting to kind of watch watch that because the game is, uh, is improved quite a bit. So I kind of look forward to those games. We'll probably end up playing again next season if he wins the division since I you know, won the North. So division winners always play. So we'll play once again next year so <laughs> Uber, same question to you man you've seen these guys uh one time or another this cycle uh, speak about who you uh look forward to playing well i don't like challenging games so if i look forward to playing you i think you're garbage so i'm not going to be i'm going to be nice and not actually say names on this statement i'm going to say <laughs> the one i'm afraid to play the most and that's probably bueno just because bueno with a good running back is really deadly. He's always yeah. been that way this cycle because like when he started out the year, he had uh, he had like one an annoying running back that didn't even have abilities or something, but he was still David like Johnson. great. <laughs> David Johnson. Yeah, David Johnson would just make everyone like miss. You couldn't tackle him in the open field. And his, Bueno's defense was really stingy. Like Bueno was probably one of the first people to actually stop my pre-Philip, uh, pre-Bronco rule run rule mm -hmm. uh he was probably one of the first ones to actually stop it so i don't i don't like playing bueno because i know that's definitely not an easy game you never know what's going to happen smooth is like the most confusing player to me because somehow some way he always seems to work he just always seems to just magically have a close game with me like, I think the last time I played him with the Broncos, I won by like four points and I just got lucky. Like I had like a fumble or something to, to get the ball yeah. and score the go up touchdown or something. Smooth yeah. always just confuses me with just how he magically gets points on the board. But magically. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, get, I, mean, I get what you mean. <laughs> 
this isn't like, normal Ura slander. I, I get exactly what you're saying. It is one of the weirdest things. Like, yeah, look, I, I, I could back that up too. His playing smooth is a, is a little tricky. He, yeah, he does get to the think... third quarter, he's winning. Exactly. <laughs> You'd be like, what's going on? But like, I, smooth always plays close games with me, so I don't. I really don't like playing those two. I, I want to see BMC with his actual team now because, like, I, I feel like I haven't really tried against him with an actual team that he has. Um, and then uh, T Wayne. Uh, yeah, you're there. Uh, I don't really fear you at all. <laughs> but oh, like, damn! Uh, <laughs> damn! I, I walk into I walk into New England and yo, do we w. play NFC NFC West next season? I think I think we do. Can't come I think you guys can we that? I, I think we do, and I'm, I kind of would. That's assuming Ura still in the league after showdown tonight, but we'll see. Ooh. I mean, I'll still be oh, in the league. <laughs> <laughs> is happening tonight. We're recording this Wednesday night. Wednesday night. No, King is waiting. Well, I'll put I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way to button up the topic. Um, you know, playing. Of course, I think we've already met twice this season in terms of the round robin with the division. Um, when I play smooth. It was the same way Wakanda kind of brought up, like how in the third quarter you were like, "Damn, you're, he's winning!" Like it's, it's not that like you're doubting him. It's just that the, how the game goes, it just kind of you have to almost wake up and realize what's going on in the game because it's almost like you're lulled to sleep a little bit when you play when you play him. T Wayne, uh, like I said, putting up points, you have to almost you got to suffocate him early. I, I think so. He's one of those users where you have to get on him quickly because if you give him a couple of drives where he's feeling good, he's making good reads. He's, you know, converting third downs, things like that. That kind of, you know, that does good for him as the game wanes on. Bueno is is one of those guys where literally he can he can beat you in multiple different ways in terms of situation. Of course, if, he, if he's got a good running back and he's controlling the possessions and he's moving the chains and things like that, you got three, four minute drives. That really forces you to try to almost think like, okay, let me, let me put something up on the board and, and try to get back in the game. And then of course, BMT, man, when I played him, uh, of course it's the passing attack. I love playing passes. That's one thing about me. I actually love playing passes more than I play runners. And basically because I know it, it's almost like you have to, you have to, it's like a, it's like a chess thing. Like you just want to make sure that you bend a little bit, but then you know what you need to take away. And I haven't right. played him since he's had these two receivers, uh, Crowther and, uh, and, and Coates, at least to mm -hmm. my knowledge. And, those those two those two are really I think a different breed in terms of how he's playing now and I think especially how the rest of the season may go that's something I'm, I'm keeping my eye on because with those two receivers man I think he he could be a dark horse candidate for especially Joe Ellis no one's talking about Joe Ellis outside of a couple of times that maybe he was mentioned on the showdown or something he's he's a player that I think people are going to find out more about especially if he wins a game or two into the playoffs um, as we wrap up here. On New Dawn, once again, before we get out of here, I just want to make sure to thank everyone for joining us here tonight, the AFC East edition of this podcast today, and also Wakanda for joining in. I want to end off with a Madden 21 uh, quick uh, quick fire topic here. And look, we've had some ratings come out over the last week or so. We had some abilities be announced about certain players. Um, I'm, I'm going to give everyone about a minute to just speak real quick on just something, you know, that they're locked in on or something that, you know, that, that caught their attention uh, in the Madden 21, uh, you know, news release over the last week or so. Uh, Smooth, I'll start with you. What's something that's jumped out of you, whether it be a new contract, uh, rating, uh, team rate ranking, things like that? What, what's something that popped out to you so far? Um, something that I think popped out to me is the, uh, I, I think the, not so much 
the, the ratings themselves, but who they have rated is highly due. Like, I, I think, like, the, the, the pass rusher ones got me, like, stuck. I was like, I mean, J.J. Watt is dope, but I'm like, he, he has a really, he didn't make the noise that he normally would make last season. And I'm like, uh, he's and he was hurt again. Yeah. And I was just like, I mean, and, and I could be a little bit biased because Khalil Mack should still be a 99. I don't care what nobody say. Facts. But, you know, that's 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 one of the things that, that really got, I'm like, okay, so, I'm because it, it which also has me leading to, like, some of the other abilities, like, because I, I, I think of a team like the Rams, who they have, they have like, Aaron Donald and a Jalen Ramsey, like, how difficult it's going to be to pass against them. So that's one of the things I think is, like, like that's really sticking out, like, I'm wondering what's, what it's going to be like for 21. Brandon, what about yourself, man? What's something that's jumped out to you so far with the Madden 21 news releases? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll be honest, I've been more focusing more on the team that I'm going to get for the next uh, MSR season. You know, the LA Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I did just actually, I was uh, going over the Raiders since uh, they, they leaked them off. Man, Austin Eckler got 70 strength. Have, has uh, any of these uh, EA developers uh, seen any, any games on Austin? Running people over, doesn't go down on the first contact, you know. And I know that every year they try to modify the ratings, whether to kind of make it a little bit lower so some people can stand out better, but then also give these uh, weird abilities that kind of overcome whatever rating that the player has and just defines them by that ability. So I'm curious to see how they learned from this past season, this past year, uh, how they could fine-tune these abilities where it's not so so OP, you know, because the moment that human joystick came out and uh, along with the jukebox and the spin cycle, it almost became unstoppable. That's when uh, the Mato run uh, started becoming popular with, with Madden 20. And that's what a lot of people, including me, getting frustrated with this game and just not, not appreciating it anymore. So I'm excited to see what this next generation brings, uh, whether it be through ratings-wise, uh, ability-wise, or just, you know, gameplay-wise. See, see what it is that this uh, new meta will, will bring to add to the technique, to add to, to every hesitation, every move that, that's going to happen in, in, in the field. I'm excited for that. Hello, Neil. Who are you? I am the architect. So excited! <laughs> T Wayne, for you, my man. What's something? What's something uh, about Mad Twenty One that's jumped out to you so far? Well, I've seen that uh, it seemed like they kind of across the board lowered uh, QB throw power, and uh, I didn't play the bait or anything, but I heard that the something with uh, throwing fatigue. So I'm kind of interested in how all that's going to affect the passing game and uh, how that's going to work out with. Uh, I'll tell you, it won't make Josh Allen any better. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had like that throw power now, and the accuracy was just not there. So it's worked with that. Well, I'll get that's, the that's what I'm most excited to see. Okay, okay. Uh, my man, uh,
if not 1B, number two right now in the league. Um, in my opinion, obviously, I'm a little biased, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Hoping the, uh, hoping the abilities aren't as, aren't as OP as Bueno said, you know, the escape artists, maybe, maybe some of those, uh, pass rush ones and, uh, jukebox, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Always looking forward to a smooth new gameplay. Um, it's just something I, I love to do, man. Every, every year when the new man comes out and just lab a bit. And as Wakanda says, you know, start, start it as a, as a bad player in August and be good by the end. So. Um, no, I'm just looking forward to it all. Nice, nice. Improvement is definitely key, my man. Leave that. Uh, Wakanda, I I'll come to you before we wrap up with Ura and myself. Uh, something to Man 21, and you, you know, look, we had these conversations all the time about, you know, diving deep into the game, like what we're looking forward to, uh, you know, things kind of improving and what we'll be able to be more successful in. What's something so far that stuck out to you? Well, uh, I got to play the beta, so it was very interesting to see a couple of them alluded to it. Um, first thing that jumped out to me was that change of direction rating. Um, that's going to be huge, uh, especially for guys that can, didn't get a chance to play the beta. The change of direction um, was interesting because there was oh, players yeah. that had high speed, but their change of direction rating was low. And so all those like swerve cuts and changing direction on drags, you know, as you rack the catch, um, lurking with user, you know, user lurking in the middle of the field. All those were tied to that change of direction uh, rating. And then that's kind of why the throw power got tuned as well is because there is more, trust me, that middle of the field, that intermediate second level that Tim and I always talk about, um, because that's where you win and lose games, where you, where you can stop people from throwing there, and if you can throw there consistently. Um, it was wide open through during the beta. Like, if you weren't committing to, to a route to take it away early, oh, yeah. you weren't getting there late. Um, yeah, those so dig was, routes. Yeah, those dig routes, those yeah, post the routes, digs, those things the like seams, that. Yeah. Uh, post corners, all that. So basically, the whole West Coast offense is viable now, which I think is dope. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be able to cover three levels of the field with one, um, one linebacker, person. linebacker or person. Yeah, right. so I thought that was dope. Um, the other thing too that I really liked and enjoyed was the, the throw power, which is what T Wayne was talking about. Where it's not that there's a fatigue, it's basically there's a max now, so you can't wait, you can't see a streak two seconds late and then try to throw it down there. But Matt is going to cap where the ball goes, so it's going to sit up there like a duck so that the defenders can get back and throw it. So if you're late on those vertical reads, you're not going to be able to just throw it, you know, super late because you saw it late. Um, so that's what it's talking It's tied more to that throw power. So if you got an 87. You know, throw power guy like a Philip Rivers, and you throw it late, it's gonna hang up there. So, mm -hmm. um, and then kind of like what he was talking about with Josh Allen. Josh Allen can get the ball out there, but he's gonna put it, you know, in the third row sometimes. Sorry, BMT. But um, <laughs> so that was very interesting to see. I'm more curious to kind of see um, because franchise mode wasn't in the beta this year, so that was a little bit disappointing. I usually like to take a, a deep dive in the franchise and play with ratings and sliders and all that good stuff to figure out what was out there. But so far, from what I saw when we played it. Um, the change of direction, it was a nice touch. Um, a lot of the gameplay stuff got cleaned up. I'm consciously optimistic to see if that's the build that we get because that's mm. exactly what happened last year with the beta where we played it and the build came out and it was great. And I was getting torched the first month and then it got patched and it ended up being a completely different game. So um, I liked what I saw in the beta. There was a lot of stuff, a lot of complaints that I think they heard from us and they put into the game. I still think that there's you know, a whole complete overhaul that needs to happen for the mode itself, for franchise mode. Um, but as far as the gameplay, I thought it took some steps forward, for sure. Ura, uh, before I wrap it up, man, what you, what's something about Madden 21 that you uh, noticed and stuck out? 
Uh, playing the beta, like like Wakanda said, like it's I, I you can't really like use a linebacker and shut down the entire middle of the field, which I thought was I like that. I like yeah, kind of like how we have to have we have to strafe in here. I like having the middle of the field, you not being able to cover it all. Um, I I really like that the users don't get a speed a speed boost now. So like if you have right. 99 speed and you have a 95 person 95 speed covering them, the 99 will actually beat them even if you're using them. I really like that. Um, I liked how the cover two didn't cover uh, the middle of the field uh, that well this year. Or as in Madden 20, it always feels like you could attack the middle of the field of a cover three better than you could attack the middle of the field on a cover two, which I didn't really like. Right. Um, I, I think the beta did that really well, where like you can attack the middle of cover two again. Um, yep. Henderson, I feel like, uh, is probably going to be the best rookie cornerback off of everything because I feel like speed really mattered in the beta. And if it continues mm-hmm. to matter, it'll be really important uh, next year. And I feel like Henderson, with his 92 speed and like really good athletic traits, he's, he's average in the cover traits compared to Akuda. But Akuda just being so slow, I feel like Henderson will probably be the best rookie cornerback. But other than that, I mean, it's. The, the throw power being lower it feels like you could it feels like you didn't really need a huge arm to throw deep like yeah, I right. I dropped like a 60 yard pass down the field with Lamar Jackson I don't really feel like Lamar Jackson had that good a throw power so I, I like that too but I, I feel like it's going to be interesting because I, I want to see what they change before they really be like all in on that right. 21 right. because the beta last year to this year was a bit different in some areas yeah it was night and day I yeah and on my side you know th- th- something that's really uh i like the most about the beta um playing the few games that i did was you know like i was down in a couple of games and i didn't feel like the game was tilted to the point where i felt like i couldn't come back and that that's something right. that sometimes it, it, at least in 20 where if you got uh, you're playing a team that's got you know a certain ability especially on the defensive side of the ball it just feels like you're you almost have to play too perfect uh, in certain situations to, you know, kind of get yourself back in the moment or, you know, get back in the matchup. And um, being able to, you know, I played with the Ravens, I played with the Falcons, and uh, just seeing how uh, certain players on the field, like, actually, not, not, not even just the Falcons, the Bucks, like, just seeing how they have so many weapons and, like, how Tom Brady, and you, you just kind of trying to, you know, translate that to the real world and what you're going to see. You see Scotty, Scotty Miller, I call him Scotty Too Hotty, and you got uh, Chris Goblin, you got Rob Gronkowski, and then you forget about O.J. Howard. Then you, That's all before you even say anything about Mike Evans. You know what I mean? Then you still have Ronald Jones and, of course, Tom Brady's quarterback. So it's just, there's so many different, I, I want to see how all this stuff just kind of comes together, man. Like Uwa said, I want to see how everything is kind of, you know, buttoned down after, uh, you know, those patches and, you know, all the tuning and everything is put together. Of course, we'll have other uh, updates throughout the, the Madden cycle that always happen, but uh, I think the passing game will be very vital, and I think the run game isn't as like a, a tuned down as people think it is. Like in terms yeah, of, yeah, we're still there. It, it still matters. The running yep. game still matters, and if you know what you're doing, there, there's there's more cleaning. There's more clean running. There's more. Yep. Uh, you, you're able to run through holes. You're not tripping up too much. You're 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 able to kind of guide yourself through these holes and make the proper you know thick moves. And I think that there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of real 
um, interaction with the, those users that you know are, are are used to being able to swerve and go out to the outside. That won't be the case anymore. You oh, won't have no, too much of that. They, they, they won't be take the, one game. <laughs> that run into the the ninety degree running, running to the sideline, and try to get those two angles. Those, those won't be there anymore. And I'm I'm looking forward to that because I feel like a lot of games were won and lost uh, on those type of moments where you would have the angle on the guy, but then you almost get warped into having to follow them instead of really cutting them off unless you were just usering and serving all that type of stuff. But you know, at a baseline level, I, I like kind of the the, the 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 formula that I'm starting to see in terms of where they're going to Madden 21. Of course, you still want to make sure that they they look after. Uh, Madden franchise, of course, and uh, hoping that that's right. going to be right. Uh, but I want to thank everyone for joining us here uh, on this podcast. It's the AFC East edition of this one, and I, I, I feel like this was a great show. BMT, Bueno, Smooth, and T Wayne can't forget you this time, my guy. Um, you know, we all we all had a good conversation about some really good stuff within your division, and of course, we talked about Madden 21 before we get out of here, fellas. Thank you. Uh, and uh, also, Wakanda, thank you for stepping in tonight for Jugs. And, you know, I'm stepping in for Falco hosting. It was a really good no. show. This is a really good show. Uh, and is Falco pulling a DK here? Yeah, I'm pulling a DK real quick. Uh, before we before we shut off, I just want to get Uraz' take on the next beatdown he's about to get uh, here at 9 o'clock <laughs> Eastern Time. Uh, are you about to get another suspension, or, or what's going to happen here? I'm, I'm more curious to see if uh, King's going to actually throw a uh, touchdown pass that's going to go one yard above the line of scrimmage in this game. So, wow. You know, see, I heard Tim already making a <laughs> mic around the chat. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Well, that's how we're going to wrap this one up. As Falco sounds like he is in the middle of a wind tunnel. We appreciate everyone joining us here on the New Dawn podcast. Falco (laughs) pulling the DK. want to thank our sponsor, Lee Crawler. Check them out on the website, LeeCrawler.com. Also on Twitter, at LeeCrawler. And then, of course, our partner, new partner, StubHub. Checking us out. If you're looking for everything going on with the upcoming events, of course, COVID-19 has things shut down right now. But when they do, check us out on our website, MaddenSimRevolution.com. You can check the link for StubHub there. Also, check out that website, MaddenSimRevolution.com. We have all new merch. Check out what's going on with the staff. You see who's a part of the staff, our rules, and also put in the application if you are interested. You can also check us at DaddyLeagues.com slash MSR. Fellas, we are out of here. Thank you all for joining us. we we'll catch you guys on the next episode of New Dawn Podcast. Indeed, peace.